Welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and holiday season is upon us. It is November. I am ready for cold weather. I want, like, cozy nights with, like, a blanket, like, snuggled up with a cup of tea, maybe coffee. I drink coffee pretty late sometimes. I actually drank a cup of coffee last night at 8 o'clock, and Keon was, like, apoplectic. He couldn't believe it was happening. But I fell asleep right on schedule, so I don't know. I guess I can't just do, like, I'm not going to take, I almost said take shots. You wouldn't take shots of espresso, but um, I wouldn't, like, drink, you know, a double shot of espresso before bed. But I do love coffee at any time of day, um, but I digress. I am so glad it's November. It's my favorite time of year. Thanksgiving is like, it's tough because I do love Christmas. I love Christmas Eve more than Christmas. I think like the anticipation, who was I just talking to this about? Was it on this podcast? Was it on another podcast? I don't know. My brain is mush lately, but um, if you remember, let me know. But I just, I really love Thanksgiving I think it's like the less stressful version of Christmas. Um, I love giving gifts. Of course, I love getting gifts as well. But I I think that uh, Thanksgiving is just like a really nice, I don't know, it's a really nice day with great food. And I, I, there are a ton of Thanksgiving themed sort of episodes uh, with the Barefoot Contessa. And I, you know, I should save them so I can sort of like parse them out over the next like how many years I'm doing this podcast, which is actually... um, a really good segue into this week I made like a spreadsheet. Um, it was actually really fun. Um, I made an Excel spreadsheet of all the seasons, at least that are available on Discovery Plus, of Back to Basics and then the original, uh, just like Barefoot Contessa episodes too. And I, I can't remember the total episode counts, but I if I do an episode every week and I don't skip any week, which is nearly impossible because sometimes life intervenes, but um, I'm going to try. I will be doing this podcast for at least the next five years. So I am committed. I am ready. uh, My seatbelt is buckled and um, my belt is loose because of all the Thanksgiving food we're going to talk about today. So that's just a little glimpse into the future. Um, I want to check in. How is everyone? We've had guests on the podcast the last two weeks. It's been so, it was so much fun. I love talking to Tony. Of course, I love uh, catching up with Colin. That was a long time coming. Both great episodes, but it's been a while since I've, since it's just been you and I. So I hope everyone's doing well. Things are going well in Pittsburgh. Uh, what's new here? Keon turns 40 tomorrow. So we are having a big birthday bash this weekend. His family's coming in. Um, we're, it's going to be great. I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's really the first time I feel like since the pandemic started that like we'll have all, well, mostly all of our friends and family all under one roof and I cannot wait. It's going to be great. So happy birthday, Keon. I love you. I can't wait to celebrate. And, uh, what else? Um, in some Ina news, We finally have new episodes of Ina. Season 28 is off and running. Um, A few of you have messaged me, and I know that Robbie Roselle sent me a text message as soon as he found out the news. Um, I believe only a few episodes are out, 
and only available on YouTube TV if you don't have cable. Obviously, they're on cable, so if you have it, lucky you. But um, we do not have cable, Keon and myself, so I will be indulging in Keon's brother's YouTube TV account that he has so graciously shared with us. Uh, and that kind of served as my go-to Barefoot Contessa source before Discovery Plus came along. So, uh, Keybar, if you're listening, thanks for the credentials. Very much looking forward to that. And I think that's all the news I have for you. Oh, wait, I do have one last bit of news for all of you. I was asked to be a guest host on a podcast called In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I recorded it just a few days ago uh, with the host of that podcast, Zachary Landolt, and we had such a great time. We talked about Ina, naturally, and a bevy of other Food Network divas and just like food personalities and that we love and we just had a grand old time so go check it out i believe the episode comes out tomorrow on friday and again it's called in another world a pop culture podcast uh so yeah listen to that and i think that's all i will say i'm recording in a different space today with a different microphone because there is uh, there's construction everywhere in my neighborhood because they're tearing down a church across the street, making it into condos. It's a whole big thing. And there is like the whole house right now is vibrating <laughs> because of what's going on across the street. So I'm hoping the mic doesn't pick that up. I try to do this around like lunchtime in hopes that they would just stop or go on break. But um, hopefully, hopefully it all works out. So I say let's get into this episode. This is... Back to Basics, Season 2, Episode 20, and it is called Thanksgiving Potluck. So Ina begins, It's Back to Basics on Thanksgiving Potluck Dinner, and this is going to be so much fun. I'm in charge of the main event. Instead of a whole turkey, I'm making a boneless turkey breast roulade. It's stuffed with sausage, figs, and dried cranberries, and it's a dream to carve. To go with it, two Thanksgiving classics— cranberry conserve and homemade cognac gravy. Then my friends Frank and Stephen are in charge of the side dishes. They're making Thanksgiving roasted vegetables and French string beans. For desserts, I'm baking delicious gingerbread cupcakes with cream cheese frosting. Our friend Robert Ruffino is in charge of the table, and Frank's sister Joanne is bringing a delicious wine. This is a real team effort. <laughs> so there's that. Um... This is great. I love the idea of uh, Ina not doing all of the heavy lifting, but I will say she's doing most of the heavy lifting. Like the turkey is probably the biggest pain in the ass out of all of this, but it really doesn't take too much to make, I guess. Um, you know, whoever's bringing the wine, I feel like her name is Joanne. I am obsessed with, um, I think it's Stephen's sister. You know what's funny? The whole so speaking of like Frank and Stephen, I feel like I've been getting Frank and Stephen mixed up, and I'm ashamed to say that, but I will I will own up to it. I feel like I always thought that Stephen was Frank and Frank was Stephen. Maybe I was like watching this episode, and I was like, because it's Frank Newbold is the one that's a little bit more frequent, but Stephen is his partner. So I don't know. So I stand corrected. Um, but from here on out, I I now know who they are. So um, anyway, let's get into it. Uh, Ina starts off by saying, I don't know anyone who looks forward to carving a turkey on Thanksgiving. There's got to be an easier way. So in order to make this easier, Ina is making uh, a turkey breast and she's stuffing it with this like gorgeous stuffing that I would just be. I mean, she does 
eventually cook like the leftovers because not all of it fits in the breast um, in the oven. I would just eat that. I mean, I feel like I mentioned this on the podcast before, but stuffing is the best part of Thanksgiving. I mean, it's really hard to beat. And I'm really not too picky. Like, I am not above like a box stovetop stuffing, but of course I prefer like a homemade stuffing. My grandma. My mom's mom makes an amazing stuffing that I look forward to every year. And, like, it really is about, like, the crisp edges and, like, the soft interior. It's just, huh, it's just divine. I love it so much. So um, for this stuffing, for Ina's stuffing, she starts with, um, put. she chops up some figs and dried, or she doesn't chop up the dried cranberries because they're already tiny, obviously, into a saucepan. And she reconstitutes it with a bit of calvados, which is apple brandy. Uh, so into that goes a half cup of calvados and a half cup of water. Uh, so while that's doing its thing, it uh, the onion is next. She has a stick of butter, which, I mean, all recipes that are great start off with a stick of butter, especially for the holidays. I mean, you gotta. So she starts off with that and throws in some onions and celery into it. Uh, and then the next up, once that kind of sweats off a little bit, she puts some sausage uh, into the onions and celery. It's half sweet and half hot, which I like. I love a good balance. And Ina says, unfortunately, Jeffrey is not coming for Thanksgiving. It happens rarely, but I still have to make Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm, I'm curious about this. Where... Like, what could be so important in Jeffrey's life that he would miss a Thanksgiving dinner? I'm really intrigued by this. Because all he does is teach and write, correct? Like, I just don't know. Maybe he's... I can't imagine where he would be. I've, I've, I've thought about it ever since I watched this episode. So if anyone else has any speculations, you know, <laughs> feel free to email me at goodvanillapod at gmail.com because I need to talk about this. But anyway... Jeffrey's not here, unfortunately, and um, God knows where he is, but she called in the A-team, and she said, like, yay, they're available. And now we meet Frank and Stephen, the aforementioned Frank and Stephen. Uh, we see them chopping up potatoes, some Brussels sprouts, some leeks, and then rinsing some string beans. Um, and Ina kind of talks over as they're, as you see them, like, chop it. They didn't really say anything, and we cut right back to Ina, like, immediately. Um, and Ina pours the cranberries and figs that were soaked in the calvados into the celery, onions, and sausage. And then she adds some chopped fresh rosemary to that and then some pine nuts, which I love. I love pine nuts. I just feel like it's the perfect... I love a good crunch, um, especially like in something like stuffing. So I'm, I am all on board for that. Um, so then, surprisingly enough, she pours packaged bread stuffing into a bowl or into that sort of mixture uh, she, she calls it her little cheat, and she adds three cups of it. You could tell it's, like, fancy, though. It looks like Pepperidge Farm, so it's it's the good packaged bread stuffing. But she said something like, I don't know. what it was. She, It's funny because she'll say these things, like, she's like, just make your own breadcrumbs. It's so easy. But then stuff like this, so she's like, who wants to make their own breadcrumbs? So sometimes it's hard to predict what Ina will... Uh, we'll put in front of you. So I, I don't know. But uh, in this case, she's using the packaged bread stuffing. And um, so she mixes that all together. Uh, and then she adds some homemade chicken stock to it, not too much, and then an egg to bind it all together. 
And now it's time for the turkey breast. It looks amazing. Um, she lays it out onto the board and then pours the stuffing into it and rolls it up like a jelly roll. I feel like that's a that's a common Ina quote. Anytime she rolls anything up that isn't a jelly roll, she says like a jelly roll. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it makes sense. And then she takes some butcher's string and ties it up. And then she tops it up, um, tops it off with some butter and salt and pepper and pops it into the oven. I mean, in theory, it's not hard to cook a turkey, I guess. I was saying before, that's a lot of the heavy lifting, but um, I don't know. I still feel like that's a lot of pressure to get it right, maybe, is what I would be stressed about. Um, so next, Ina is making gingerbread cupcakes with cream cheese frosting, which... Ugh, that sounds so good. Ina starts this segment out by saying, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin pie. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I know pumpkin pie can be divisive. Keon doesn't love pumpkin pie. He really doesn't love a lot of pumpkin-flavored things. <sighs> I just really love pumpkin everything, so that's hard for me to even like understand what that's like. But um, yeah, you gotta have pumpkin pie. And I would say cold pumpkin pie. There's nothing worse than like if someone brings a pumpkin pie... I don't mind if you bring a pumpkin pie from the grocery store. I'm not going to be, it doesn't have to be homemade. Some, you know, store-bought pumpkin pies are fine. Um, but put it in the fridge because that's really going to amp it up for me. I love like cold pumpkin pie. I think I love cold pumpkin pie the day after Thanksgiving more than like turkey sandwiches. And I know that's a bold statement, but we'll get into turkey sandwiches later. Um, so anyway, back to these gingerbread cupcakes. She begins with the dry ingredients which are some of the usual suspects, but since it's gingerbread, there's like, a, you know, there's a, there's a twist. There's like flour, baking soda, and then she puts ground ginger and some cinnamon and cloves in there, which, of course, you know, lends itself very well to that gingerbread flavor profile and uh, a little dash of salt. And then the wet ingredients is um, she made this kind of a head was a stick of butter and then some molasses. She melted that down and cooled it. And she adds the cooled butter and molasses to the mixer, followed by some sour cream and orange zest. I kind of love the addition of orange zest to this. Um, I think that would be really interesting. So she combines the wet and uh, wet and dry, the wet and dry ingredients, and then adds the uh, rum-soaked raisins, golden raisins, which made me even more excited. Um, again, golden raisins are the superior raisin. Let's not forget it. And then she adds. Some crystal crystallized, crystallized ginger into the batter, which I, who I do like ginger. Sometimes I feel it tastes like fire. I don't know, but I love um, our good friend Vic. He makes homemade chai, uh, chai tea, and it's incredible. And he will lay it on thick with the ginger, and I I kind of like it with that though. I don't know, like I'm getting there. Ginger isn't my favorite flavor. Um, a lot of people go crazy over it, but um, I just don't want to like bite into a big hunk of ginger. You know what I mean? I know it's like crystallized ginger, so it's not going to be as intense, but um, I'd still eat it. I'd still eat it. What am I saying? What am I saying over here? I, of course I would. So she scoops the batter into the cupcake tins and Ina says, Frank and Steven are handling the vegetables and they're really good cooks, <laughs> which is like, that line is so shady because the next line or the next thing that happens, Frank and Steven are in the kitchen. And I think Frank says, so we've done the potatoes and we've done the sprouts. And Steven says, what did Ina say was next? And it just makes them look like two doofs in the kitchen. So 
it was just funny how she's like, they're really good cooks. Like they, they're on top of it. And then Steven's just like, what do we do now? It just was funny to me. Um, so anyway, back to Ina where she, this is like a weird segment. She's like narrating how to, I feel like Steven and Frank, Frank and Steven, um, maybe they requested not to talk as much because we're seeing Frank and Steven chop up the fennel, chop up the Yukon gold potatoes and eventually roast them. But Ina's like narrating it. It's like a voiceover sort of thing. Um, and that, that's fine. I'm not going to, I mean, if you know you're not good on camera, if you're not ready for that sort of spotlight, then uh, yeah, I would say I don't want to do it either. Um, so, but at the end of it, they have, <laughs> they have two lines. Steven says, well, that was easy. And Frank says, it's an Ina recipe. And that's that. So, you know, they had their moment and that's all they wanted and they're adorable. So uh, next they show them, oh yeah, they show them at the very end, uh, chopping the ends of the string beans, which they're going to cook at Ina's. Um, because I don't know, it, it takes like two seconds to blanch those string beans. So, and that's how I prefer them too. If any, if you boil them more than that and they become mush, it's all over for me. Um, next up is the star of the show besides stuffing really, uh, which is the cream cheese frosting for these gingerbread cupcakes. She adds a block of cream cheese and a stick of butter into the standing mixer. And then she adds some orange zest and some good vanilla and then half a pound of confectioner's sugar. And that's really it. Um, she starts to frost the cupcakes and she says, this isn't the place to be skimpy, but I... I don't know. I'm going to protest here a little bit. Um, I think that you could have amped up the frosting just a little bit. And I understand maybe on those first couple cupcakes, you're unsure of how much frosting to put on because you want to make sure that every frosting or every cupcake has an equal frosting. But I mean, listen, cream cheese frosting is it's probably my favorite. I do love a good chocolate buttercream, though, so um, it's hard to compete. But I do really love it. So I would I would really want that frosting. <laughs> like more the more the merrier I say um and of course Ina as we know likes to put a little bit of a little something on top of the dish or in this case the cupcake that she's serving to sort of let the guests know what's inside so she puts just a little I don't know what would you call it shard of crystallized ginger on top of each cupcake it's really cute they look delicious I would inhale all of these um so next Ina mentions Robert Ruffino and I did like a little bit of light research into who the, this uh, into who he was because I I don't remember him on other episodes, um, but he's great. Uh, he has a magazine called House Beautiful um, and a website, of course, that accompanies that. It's uh, housebeautiful.com. You can find him on Instagram at the Robert Rufino, and that's R U F I N O. And the handle for House Beautiful's Instagram is just House Beautiful, all one word. And the House Beautiful Instagram page is gorgeous. Like every single photo is like what I want my house to look like. So if you don't follow Robert, at least follow House Beautiful because it's it's really well um, curated and everything he does looks beautiful. So his Instagram account describes him as a man about town and style decorator. So... That's a great title. I love that. So that's a little bit about Robert. Um, and next we see Robert um, setting this table or, you know, kind of beginning this table setting by describing it as a traditional table setting with a twist. Uh, so instead of flowers, he thought it would be great 
<laughs> I love how he says this. He's like, I thought it would be a great idea. He literally says idea instead of idea. And it just made me, it just made me chuckle. I don't know what kind of regional, uh, like regionalism that is. I, I don't know what, where I, idea comes from, but uh, he thought it would be a great idea to take three basic cake stands and build a, um, almost like a tower of kumquats, clementines, and dates. And then on top of that, he adds some ivy, which he says makes it softer and adds some grace to it. Lovely. Uh, and then the place cards are tied to these artificial gourds, which he places on each of the plates, which is really cute. It looks fabulous. I, I really do like what he did. I love all like very like earth tone, like orange, sort of bronzy brown colors. It looks really great. So great job, Robert. Um, so next we're back to Ina. She throws the leftover stuffing that didn't fit in the turkey breast into the oven to bake. And then it's cranberry conserve time. I have never heard of a cranberry conserve, but she says she's been making it for like 30 years. So um, I don't know. I guess I missed something. <laughs> so she puts fresh cranberries into some water or into like a saucepan. And then on top of that, she puts some water and sugar. And then she peels and chops up a Granny Smith apple. And then adds the zest and juice of one lemon and one orange. This is all going into the saucepan. And she lets that cook for about 15 minutes. And then off the heat, she adds some raisins and then some walnuts. I, I, would, I would eat this. Let me start by saying that. I'm not, I'm not opposed to eating this. But I am, I mean, I might get some flack for this. But I am team canned cranberry. And I know everyone's like, gah. But I, I'm not, I'm not like if there is a homemade cranberry sauce in front of me or a cranberry conserve, um, of course I'd eat it, but I, I would be missing. And I, I, it is 100% based in nostalgia and just personal preference. I've been eating that my entire life. My family never really went above and beyond for homemade, um, uh, cranberry sauce. So it's just what I prefer. Um, but I love it. Oh my God. I love cranberry. Cranned. I love canned cranberry sauce. It is, it's so good. Um, so that's the cranberry conserve. Lovely. Uh, next up is the cognac gravy. She adds a bit of turkey drippings from the last turkey that she roasted. And I'm like, who, how often are we roasting turkey here? I know. I don't know. I wonder because I feel like I've talked about this before too on the pod is like, we should make turkey more often during the year. It might not be as widely available, I guess. But um, why don't we do that? I don't know. Um, and then she adds two cups of chopped onions to saute uh, into the turkey drippings over low heat. And she says, if you don't have turkey drippings saved, I just use some butter, which is, I feel like 99% of us would use because who makes a turkey other than Thanksgiving? I'm not opposed to it. Um, I just like, I wonder, I wonder how often she makes turkey. Anyway... Um, so into uh, all that is, uh, she adds a quarter cup of flour, of course, to kind of give it some thickness, salt and pepper, two cups of good chicken stock, and then a tablespoon of cognac. And then she cooks until it thickens, which is pretty simple. I mean, yeah, gravy, <laughs> gravy is obviously going to be simple, but I would never think to put something so like decadent and like, for lack of a better word, con, or, uh, <laughs> cognac for lack of a better word expensive I, I as soon as I hear cognac I, I I feel like it's a million dollars it might not be um but I just feel like it's some sort of like rich person liquor that like is 75 dollars for like eight ounces I don't know why uh so maybe I'll try it this year who knows 
Um, by this time, the turkey is ready to come out of the oven. Um, I don't know what happened here, but Ina has suddenly, like, come down with the flu or something. Her voice has, like, dropped an octave. And I hear her, like, almost losing her voice when she was talking about the turkey. And then the guests arrive, and Ina's voice is suddenly just, like, shredded. <laughs> like, she comes out, and she's like, hi. It's just, like, she just is sick. And, I'm of course, that happens. I feel like there are a couple other episodes where you can hear, like, some congestion in her voice. But this is one where she was, like, it's just in this segment where I hear it the most, too, when she's greeting her guests. So the guests arrive. I am obsessed, as I said before, with Frank's sister. Oh, it's Frank's sister. Did I say Steven's sister before? I don't know. Frank's sister, Joanne, she kind of has, like, a Sandra Bernhard vibe. She says, <laughs> so they, like, they. she's very tall. I love her hair. It's, like, wild and crazy. And she's opening the wine, and she says, who's for white and who's for red? And she says it exactly like that, which is the strangest way to ask who wants red and who wants white wine. I've just, like, I've never heard that before. Who's for white and who's for red? <laughs> I'm going to say that at, like, every party I have from now on. I just, I like, it made me giggle. I don't know why. Joanne is, uh, she's cool. I like her. Um, so Robert, who is standing next to Joanne, he request uh, he requests red wine, and he's busy like organizing these like gigantic like red sticks in a vase or a vase. I'm sure he calls them a vase. Um, and Ina compliments Stephen and Frank's cooking, the vegetables, of course, and you know they just kind of laugh in the kitchen. Ina carves up the turkey and lays a sprig of fresh rosemary onto the platter. It looks beautiful. Um, Joanne, so now they're eating and Joanne says, it's amazing. She's like, I'm particularly fond of stuffing. Same girl, same. I love that Joanne's into stuffing. I'm into Joanne. Uh, Robert says it's his favorite holiday, which I agree with Robert. And Frank says the best part is that we get turkey sandwiches tomorrow, which is, um, here's what I will say. And Pittsburgh, I mean, I don't think this, maybe this is like a, a national gas, gas station, but there is a gas station called Get Go, and it's associated with Giant Eagle, which is like a store in Pittsburgh, obviously. And I actually don't know where else it is in the country, but I feel like all of them are like in Western Pennsylvania. But they have a, a sandwich called the Pilgrim, and it's awesome. It's a gas station, but it's like one of those gas stations like Wawa or Sheets, or, you know, like it's a glorified gas station that makes stuff so they have now they have three different versions of the pilgrim so the original pilgrim is it's like it's bread but it's like stuffing bread um so it's like flavored with stuffing i guess it's not like made out of stuffing it's still bread i guess um and then they have which is like kind of maybe what frank was describing it's like turkey i feel like there there's definitely um i think there's like a slice of cheese on it like a white cheddar or something like that and then cranberry sauce maybe even some more stuffing on top of that I'm blanking now on this and Kate if you're listening you're probably like you forgot something <laughs> maybe gravy is what it what's what's also on that and it's not like drowned in it um but it's really great it's like everything in Thanksgiving under one roof but like in this case it's a sandwich and get go this year has introduced two new versions of the pilgrim one is a pilgrim wrap which is great and then the other one is like a <laughs> It sounds so gross. I'm just like laughing. It's a, it's like a cup, like an ice cream cup, only it has all the ingredients just like, <laughs> like scooped into that, which 
I would eat. I mean, it's been a long time since I've had the Pilgrim, but I think that would be, would be my preferred Thanksgiving leftover situation. Like if I just had like a turkey sandwich with gravy and that's it, I would need everything else. But maybe that's what I need to try. I guess I've never really indulged. So I'm missing out. What does everyone put on their turkey sandwiches? Question mark. I'm going to ask that to all you listeners and, uh, you know, comment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email me, let me know. Um, but the episode wraps up, uh, Ina's phone rings and it's Jeffrey and he leaves a voicemail. It's very sweet. He says, and she plays it for everyone like on speaker. And he says, hi, babe, I just want to wish you a great Thanksgiving and everybody there and, uh, save me some leftovers of everything. Okay. Double portions. Bye. And Ina looks at everyone, she's like, and she says, she's like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. And Frank jumps in and says, I'd say he's in trouble. And Stephen says, where's Jeffrey's cupcake? And Ina says, I think I'm eating it. And that's the end of the episode. They all laugh. And that's it. Um, a great little ending there. You know, it's, it's, it's cheeky. It's a classic Barefoot Contessa sort of like, there's not going to be anything left for Jeffrey. Wah, 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 wah. But I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Ina, you know, made it to the finish line. I feel like she was running on fumes near the end from whatever sickness she was going through. Uh, but she made it through. And uh, now it's time for me to say goodbye as well. So thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook, which is very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.